0: So you're sitting at home on a couch, flicking through the channels, watching basketball, doing nothing. When instead, you could be on DraftKings having a free shot at millions of dollars. DraftKings is the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Tired of drafting teams with your friends all the time, wondering who's going to get what pick, whether you're going to get the first pick. Forget all of that. Get on DraftKings today, download the app, and sign up. Draft your team for one day only and go head-to-head with other people for chances at free money. Yes, I said free money. And your best chance at getting free money is when you sign up. Use promo code TBPN to have a free shot at millions of dollars.
1: Download the DraftKings app now and use code TBPN. That's Tampa Bay pencil necklace during sign up this week draft kings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes again that's code t b p n and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars minimum deposit five dollars required eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details work stuff or work yeah i understand Nobody even went stupid on the man. Never mind.
0: I don't know what it is about the Sacramento Kings as well. They play hard. That's it. We shot, we shot six for 35 from three. Ugh.
1: I'll let you handle that. Bro. I don't want to touch it. <laughs>
0: Like why do you keep shooting and I'm watching a game and it's like when I'm agreeing with Harp, something is wrong why <laughs> like attack the basket and we ain't got the players to do it but we ain't got the players to shoot either
1: <laughs> 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 and no lies were told
0: whatever you want to see I
1: don't
0: really need a uh not the last part but you know uh <clears throat> me and the boy bibbs you know we gonna make it i told him when we started this podcast i said Bibbs, we about to make it out the hood you see these numbers we about to get off the block you know and you know god willing you feel me he heard my prayers or whatever i was doing um he heard me uh welcome to the mavs outsiders podcast i am your gracious host mind of reese maurice williams aka reese joined with you my other gracious host michael bibbins aka bibbs we are the mavs outsiders and we are now official members of the basketball podcast network we got sponsors y'all money so all of y'all who on twitter talking about my height if i stand on my money i'd be six feet
1: you can't just drop cardi b in the intro without warning me
0: I, I was never. I was not gonna warn you. Hey, look, it was between Cardi B. <laughs> it was between Cardi B, Ti about the money, more money, more problems, and uh, uh, I'm so paid by Akon. One of oh, those was gonna man. do it, but I was like, you know what? He's really <clears throat> not gonna be expecting Cardi B. Besides oh, the God. shake a little ass part, I'm not finna do that.
1: Oh, oh my. God. Oh man! All right, I, I forgot what I was going to talk about today, but you're carrying it anyway, so I'll, I'll
0: talk figure about out. money. I'll
1: figure, I'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely excited to be joining the basketball podcast network. Uh, if you had told me when we started this that it was going to happen this quickly that we we'd be joining the network, I probably wouldn't have believed you. Would have told you to pump your brakes. I
0: wouldn't uh, have believed you. Either. I'd have been like, "Yeah, relax. <laughs> like, we haven't even. We've only been doing this for two months."
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's what 12, 12 episodes. Well thirteen now,
0: uh including the last one, but is it two three months then? Three months. Yeah. Um, it feels like we started in February, but I think it was January. Oh, well, it might have been February. Now you're gonna make me check because I I, I mean know. if we got 13 episodes, that's 13 weeks.
1: First episode was February 8th. Okay, okay. So yeah, thanks everybody for listening, uh, for, for talking about the podcast, for sharing. Um all that. Um it like I it did it got it's gotten pretty big pretty quick, uh unexpectedly. And you know, now we have the opportunity to to take it even further. So if you're a first time listener, thank you for checking in.
0: Uh hopefully you stick around. Uh yeah, and if you're um one of our uh consistent listeners, uh no you don't get a cutter to check. I'm sorry. But we do appreciate you listening and we're gonna keep dishing out content for y'all and hopefully great content and hopefully y'all enjoy it. But uh when we first started this thing when the I well when the idea came up between us, no one really knew, but when we announced it or when uh UNP put the idea out there of to uh how do I say this Mavs fans of color coming together and creating a podcast you know people was like oh yeah y'all should do that somebody should do that somebody should do it then when we put the word out that you know we was coming up with the Mavs Outsiders they was like oh this is dope I can't wait I didn't think y'all was really going to support us like that I thought y'all was just talking shit to be honest but <laughs> I definitely definitely appreciate it no
1: definitely def- yeah the, the energy has been there I uh, definitely appreciate it now you know we're the voice of the Mavs on the basketball podcast network so uh, again continue the support hopefully more to come
0: hopefully more to come hopefully more to come hopefully more bags to come you know Uh running it up out here you know I mean <laughs> we
1: gotta talk about basketball at some point
0: <laughs> I had the dinner with Jay-Z and this is what happened so you know maybe Twitter was wrong you feel me oh, he told man. me he was like hey, yo Reese the bag is coming <laughs> ho." and I was like yo you lying dog like you just talking he was like nah trust me Look where I came from, and he was right.
1: Shout out to Jay Z.
0: Um, Shout out to Sean. <clears throat> I know I, we on a first name basis. Oh my bad. Yeah, it's cool. I, I wasn't at that meet. My bad. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It was brunch.
1: <laughs> Not brunch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's actually talk about some bad. Yeah, man. <laughs> man. Uh, now that we got all the happy stuff out of the way, let's let's bring the mood down a bit. <laughs> the Mavs have lost to the Sacramento Kings once again. Is this the third time? Yeah. Have we
1: been swept? Yeah. And not even like spread out across the, like in, in the past like
0: two weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's been like the past two or three weeks. Actually, the last time we lost to the Sacramento Kings was Monday. So hasn't even been a whole seven days. Lost 111 to 99. And let me let me we're not just losing to a bad Sacramento Kings team. We're losing to a bad Sacramento Kings team that does not have De'Aaron Fox. I need to preface that. Excuse me. Didn't we They did not have De'Aaron Fox, and we have Luka Doncic. We have our best player. Yep. Granted, KP is out, but... No comment. Um, <laughs>
1: so, yeah, no Fox at all. Harrison Barnes gets hurt third quarter of the first game um Halliburton
0: got hurt what third quarter this game I believe it was the third quarter yes
1: Halliburton gets hurt third quarter this game uh somebody else is out I'm 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 losing my train of thought regardless the key guys for this team were not there oh Chemezi Metu who dominated us in the last game was not in this game either so pretty much they can just plug anybody in there and they're going to destroy us.
0: I just think, at first I was like, wow, this team just has no heart. Like, y'all don't want to win. Y'all don't take the King serious and y'all bullshitting. Then I just realized, maybe they just match up better than us. It's <clears throat> it's a, a thing I've noticed about this
1: Mavs team is that we don't have, a, outside of Luka, we don't have a ton of fight in us. And so a team like the Kings, who in these fast few games, they've been punching us in the mouth. Like going hard at the rim, dunking, uh, flexing on us, getting in our faces. Uh, who was it? Mo Harkless got in KP's face and made KP push him in the first game. Luka got two texts tonight. Um, I think uh, with Jay Rich fouled Halliburton hard and Terrence Davis got in his face, like, they're a tough team. They're tough. They're not scared of us, and they they want to prove a point. Those tough teams give us a hard time. Unless Luca is firing and comes out ready to put a team away early, we're going to be
0: in, in trouble against any team with any sort of toughness and heart. And this team really had nothing to fight for, but you could see they were still into the game because they wanted to beat us. Yep, like they wanted to prove a point. And I believe they swept the Nuggets this year as well which I'm not comparing the Nuggets to the Mavericks at all. The, the Mavericks are actually, you know, in danger of something. The Nuggets are not. But, uh, yeah, I'm starting to think – I think it's a mix of both, honestly. Maybe the Kings just match up well against us this year, and maybe the Mavs just – the Mavs lack heart. I'm sorry. They, mm. they do. And they lack heart against bad teams. Yep. They don't lack heart against good teams. They step up for the good teams. I've seen it i've seen it do you think it's a uh i don't want to say you thing. well your leader's young so there's Uh, a you know who the leader is who's that the coach well (laughs) is he coaching Uh, that's the question (laughs) leave your locker room these are your guys i just
1: don't know how you do it three times in that close of time period like after this, fool me once. What shame on you, fool me twice. Shame on me. It's what did George Bush say? George Bush said, Fool me three times.
0: No, nah, he said, George Bush said, Fool can't me get once fooled again. Shame on me. <laughs> no, nah, fool me once. Shame on you. Then he said, You fool me. You can't get fooled again. Like, you're not <laughs> fooling me twice. <laughs> well, we got I fooled three times.
1: And you again, after the second time, you would think that a team would say. There is no way I'm going out on this basketball court and letting these boys think they have a chance against us. when I mean, We are in the five spot in the West. We are the eighth best team in the NBA. This team is in the lottery for sure. We're going to go smack them in the mouth to start the game and not even let them think they have a chance. But no, we got down quickly again because they just play harder than us. They cared more. I The lottery
0: don't team cared more about winning than a team who's barely well was barely holding on to the fifth seed With a rookie point guard filling in
1: for their their injured star you just got a bag harrison bar is probably their second best player I, I think most will maybe argue debatable second or third depending on how you feel about buddy hill not not there also Metu, guy off the bench who gave us some problems last game, not there. They just plugged in some more randos and got to work.
0: It's I pathetic. just, I I, I, I don't. You know what? Let's go. Let's, let's, let's. It's, it's something that I'm gonna have to bring up that you told me to bring up because you don't want to talk about it. But the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks shot six of thirty-five from three-point range this game, seventeen <laughs> percent. I've seen more shooting, better shooting at a blind convention. (laughs) Blind conventions don't exist, obviously. But if they did, they would shoot better than this. (laughs) Like, come on, man. I just, and it's something that me and Bibb said before we started recording. I said, when I started Graham with harp on commentary, there's Mm -hmm. something wrong. Like he said, they need to start attacking the basket more the Sacramento Kings are a bad defensive team. They're like 30th in points allowed. Mm. You're letting them off the hook by just shooting three-pointers. Attack the basket, draw some fouls, get aggressive. That's what they were doing to us. Yeah. I just don't understand settling for three-pointers when it's clear we're not a three-point shooting team. We don't have quote-unquote shooters on this team. I just, I, I'll never understand why we do that, while we, while we handicap ourselves like that. Because that's what the analytics say to do. I hate analytics. <laughs> I just, I, I
1: it's you. like I, I understand that you know what analytics say. I understand that you know that's the the efficient shot. Uh, we don't necessarily have the personnel to get the other most efficient shot, which is a layup because uh, nobody can any post moves besides Luca, and not many of our players can handle the ball enough to drive to the rim with a defender on them. So we end up just shooting threes. The problem with that is when you set your team up that way, the threes don't go in. How, how are you supposed to win a game? You can't manufacture a bucket. The only way we can manufacture buckets is with Luca, who has to rest at some point, you can't be on the court the whole time, and then we ended up having to use Bobon to manufacture buckets who barely plays like that's when you know we're in a desperate situation with Bobon's in the game late in the game because Luca is the only person that can get a bucket on his own, and so we have to put in a seven foot four dude and stand him under the rim because that's the only other way to get a, a easy look at a shot,
0: you know something that came to mind that I'm thinking about. Yes, we know the talent on this team isn't as great as it should be. Uh, I'm not going to call all of these guys bums because they aren't, but they aren't starters and they shouldn't be getting the minutes they're getting in the NBA. But since they're on the Mavs, they are. Is it a possibility that some of these guys just aren't that bad? It's just that the Mavericks are using them that bad? If you understand
1: no, what I'm saying. No, hundred percent. That is that's how I feel about Josh Green. I think he could be an effective player, not just on his with his defense, but on offense because he makes he does good off ball screens. You could run action for him, run in the baselines for to get to the hole. And I see people focusing on his finishing at the rim. Well, if he doesn't get the opportunity to do it, he's never gonna get better at it.
0: Exactly. He's a rookie. He's supposed to miss shots and make mistakes. I don't understand people, and a lot of people on Mavs Twitter do this. Actually, a lot of people on NBA Twitter do this. A dude will be 10 games into his NBA career, and they'll say, oh, my God, this dude is a bust. Like, what? <laughs> like, bro, he's a rookie. He has, can't even drink alcohol. Ad- he has to adjust to the NBA. Not everyone is going to come out the gate like Luka and Lamello and Zion and Dame and Michael Carter Williams that one season like it's (laughs) it's not gonna happen that doesn't that's not the norm you have to give the look at Darius Garland Mm -hmm. look at Colin Sexton these dudes are playing very well this year look at Steph Curry Mm -hmm. look at Klay Thompson Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler Bam, out of the bayou. Some will get that reference. No comment. Draymond Green. The list goes on. Dirk, Dirk,
1: Dirk Nowitzki.
0: Dirk Nowitzki. Steve Nash. Kobe Bryant. Jalen Rose.
1: gone tragic i pretty pretty much have to just tune it out when people are disrespecting josh Green at this point because it's not even worth my time
0: to acknowledge it it's 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 just frustrating when people have this this idea of a rookie right away like oh this guy's not good let's give him some time before we say he's not good
1: this other person that uh we could have drafted is doing better that person is older more experienced and in
0: a different situation and he's actually free to do things,
1: right? Like I, I he's on a out,
0: bad team. I
1: pointed out the other day, Sadiq Bay has had multiple stretches this season. In fact, in the past like month and a half, where he has shot worse from three than Josh Green has though, so though, so far in his career. Uh, I think he had a game where he was zero for twelve from three. Yeah, no, I know for a fact he had a game where he was zero for twelve from three, and then he was zero for four from three in the next game. Multiple one for eights, one for sevens.
0: Even though I'm not a fan of Josh Richardson on this team, I still think he should be, I still will wish for him to be gone, but I still 100% believe we utilize Josh Richardson terribly. That too. Josh Richardson is not a bad basketball player. Was he overrated when we got him? Yes, I do think he was. Is he as bad as people are making him seem? No, he is not even more of a problem.
1: We do this thing where we assume that anybody that plays with Luca is going to have an improved shooting performance, but you look at his shot, you can see (laughs) he's not set up for high volume three-point shooting. Uh, That's just not how he's built. And, you know, back in the day when I, this is how, why, how I watch basketball games, like back in the day, I wanted to be a coach because I was a small guy. And so every team I was on, I had to be the point guard, even though I was always the best shooter on the team. And they wouldn't run plays for me to get shots because I had to set everybody else up and I felt like I was being utilized incorrectly. So my whole thing is... You look at your personnel and you set your offense up based on your personnel. You run, you design sets for Josh Richardson to do Josh Richardson things. You design sets for KP to do KP things. You design sets for Luka to do Luca things. But you make some type of way, you make let everybody know what they're supposed to do or when they're supposed to do their thing. But instead, we have a system where Luca is going to run around and people are going to just camp around the three-point line. Um, he's going to drive and kick. He's going to pick and roll and whoever gets the open three shoots it. And it's like these, dudes, none of these dudes came in here as shooters. And you could talk about how they're shooting good percentages now, but like the amount of work they had to do to get to those percentages means that when we're in a crunch time situation and The timing of saying this is going to be bad because DFS just hit a clutch three, right? But when we get to the playoffs, can we depend on these things? And the answer is no. N-O. You live by the three. You die by the three. We are going to die by the three. We're going to die unless Luca puts the team on his back and carries us. That's pretty much it right now. Based on the way we run our offense and our personnel, Luca has to carry us. Or we we're gonna get we can get one or two games maybe off hot shooting, but that's it's not gonna sustain itself for us to win four games that way. I I can't see it until
0: it happens. I, I can't. I, that's probably not gonna happen. So you won't see it unless it's just against a bad team or a team that's just we get lucky or something, right? They something literally fluky. just can't stop Luca
1: PG or somebody gets in foul trouble or something like it would it would take something along those lines of something fluky happening. For us to really feel like we have an upper hand against a team in a playoff series that's in the West, I,
0: any team, it's just frustrating, man. It's frustrating. Instead of like playing to play a strengths that they get, they get guys, trade for guys, sign guys, and just say, "Hey, this is what you're gonna do." Like. Yeah, and that is
1: also a factor in bringing in free agents. Exactly. I don't want to be a Luka accessory. And the guys that want to be Luka accessories are role type players. They're not, you're not going to get a star that wants to sit in the corner. If they can't look at our team and say, this is how I fit in that system. And how I can be a 25 point a game guy, unless they're just pure shooters. They're not going to, they're not going to go for it. And I wouldn't either. I don't, I, I would I don't blame them.
0: I don't. But I feel like if you really want to start, you had to pitch to them like, look, you're not just going to be a Luka accessory.
1: And then how do you prove that <laughs> is the next question. Because look at KP.
0: I mean, that's true. That's why the case, the situation KP is in. But you could pitch to them and, you know, uh, use KP's injury as an excuse, the fact that he doesn't really play too many games. So that's another thing. Um,
1: I don't know if we want to get into that too deep. But uh, That's that's a rabbit hole. Yeah, it's hard to... I'm going to just say it and then we'll move on if we need to move on, but uh, part of the the problem with KP is that he's out so much that we design a system around him not being there, and so then when he's there, it's harder to work him into it unless he agrees to be a Luca accessory and just be a pick-and-roll guy until crunch time when we can use him in those mid-posts and whatnot. That was said perfectly. And it sucks i hate it
0: i said this on uh sj basketball shout out to sj basketball follow her on twitter one of the best mavs basketball in general follows on twitter uh i was in one of her spaces on twitter last night i believe yeah it was last night because i was watching the mighty ducks but uh i was in her space on twitter last night and she was talking about you know kp and i said i'm not personally a fan of getting rid of KP I've said it on the podcast I said I'm not a fan of things moving so fast in sports in general I don't like when teams fire coaches immediately before a coach even has a chance to build and get uh you know build and um nurture his team like to be the team he wants right and realistically this is only we're only a year and a half into KP and Luca it's not that long I just feel like KP, would. if we can bring it, we don't have to bring in another superstar. If we could bring in another, you know, fringe all-star level player and pair him with Luke and KP, that's a superstar and two fringe all-star players. And by fringe all-star, I mean players who can play like all-stars, but don't make it. So you are married to
1: KP Stan in that scenario.
0: I'm not married. It's a relationship. I can break this off any <laughs> I want and not have to do any kind of papers. Are y'all engaged? No. Okay. Y'all just dating then? We just, we, we're in a relationship. We right. live together. Oh, y'all moved in. All right. We, we moved in, you know. His name is on the lease, but no engagement. Okay. Yeah, right.
1: I um, I just don't... I, I guess we have gone down. We're in the hole now, so... It's hard for me I just can't foresee I think there's deeper things than just Basketball with KP at this point That has to be And I personally would like If he's not happy Then free him And we'll find out in this offseason Whether or not he's If if that's the case And I I mean Whatever happens I'll, I'll hopefully the best for him if he's a maverick then by all means hopefully they can get it get it back to how it was in the bubble and before that um <clears throat> but if he's just not happy and that's affected his play and i mean if your mind isn't right your physical isn't gonna be right so i don't know it, it it's worrisome especially what game was it that he went out um the other day what game that was it the Pistons? Pistons game? Yeah, it was yeah. the Pistons. He didn't look right when he was playing, and then he just mad. He just randomly was knee soreness, and he wasn't playing anymore. So, I don't know, man. It's it's tough, especially as we now gear up for the playoffs. Like, is he going to be there? Is he not? And then, what is our team going to look like if he is there?
0: <sighs> I just. I... I don't know what to say, man. I just—it's never ending. It seems like we always come back to this conversation. It seems like we always come back to the same conversations. Period with the Mavs. That's why I say this team is so up and down. They are predictably unpredictable.
1: Um. Okay. You know, you know they're going to be up and down. You know that any game can go any way. That's like correct. I, I can't sit down to a game and be like, all right, "This is what should happen," whereas fans of other teams can do that. Like the game, like a Jazz fan knows what a Jazz game is going to look like for the most part when they're healthy.
0: Racism. <laughs> Come on, man. They got nothing to do with what's on. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking
1: about Utah. We talking Yeah, about I'm just
0: joking, y'all. I'm just joking. <laughs>
1: You know, a 76ers fan can say, you know, I know Embiid is going to do this. I know Tobias is going to do that. You know, they these other teams, most for the most part, can predict what their team is going to do. These The good teams, I should say, at the very least. But with the Mavs, we know Luka's going to show up and don't know anything else on a game-to-game basis. And, like, right now we're in a hot Doria Finney-Smith stretch where he's hooping. He looks like he's the second-best player on the team. But how long is that going to last? Who knows? THJ was cold for a couple of weeks. Got hot the other night. Now he got the game off. Is he going to pick up and be hot again or be cold when he comes back? Who knows? We don't know. Jay Rich has been cold for like two months now.
0: And he wasn't really hot before that. I was about to say, I mean, you got to be hot to go cold, right? Was he even
1: slumping? I don't even know. He got warm, like in his, his warmest point was in the preseason, low key. He really looked he made us look like we we had a steal in the preseason. It's falling apart quickly since it's actually gotten worse as the season has gone on. Which is the last thing you want headed into the playoffs. Uh you know, I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna make this quick. This uh Brunson. I never, even when Brunson was hot, I was keeping quiet because we've seen this before. (laughs) And I'm like, this is not going to last long. And y'all talking about Brunson, like he's big shit. And I love Brunson. I think Brunson is a very good player. That's it. I don't think Brunson is a starting point guard in this league anywhere. because I think he can, do I think he can help a team? Sure. If a team calls about him and we can get something good in return, would I trade him? obviously i'm not the gm let me say would i be with would i be okay with the team trading him 100 percent, depending on what we're getting back but
1: you know you know, the, you know what's, what's what's occurred with this Mavs, with the fan base is that we have had nothing I don't, I don't how do i want to word this we have had such average players here for so long outside of our superstar that we don't know how to properly evaluate talent
0: it's kind of like the girl who deals with trash dudes so much when she gets a dude who literally is decent and does the bare minimum she thinks he's the greatest gift to God scream earth yeah hey he can score some points okay and he can't pass
1: and he's a point guard right we we already know like he's basically a miniature tim hardaway minus the crazy jump
0: shots he just does it inside like some of the passes he makes in the pick and roll if he decides to make it i'm about to say (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's like pick your poison with this dude man that's why i can't remember who i was looking i can't remember who i was having a discussion with i think it was nick or josh okay I can't remember which one, but shout out to both of y'all. Y'all my boys. But uh, it was a discussion about Kobe White and Jalen Brunson. And someone was like, Jalen Brunson is like, you know, much better than Kobe White. And I was like, I don't agree. I'm not saying Kobe White is better. I'm just saying the gap between Kobe White and Jalen Brunson is not that big. Right. Just saying. um, Yeah, Brunson,
1: again, another thing you can't depend on. We can't depend on anybody on this team outside of Luka. KP's health can't depend on it. The, I mean, Dwight Powell right now is throwing bows and being super physical. I I just, is that going to last?
0: No. Is that going to last? I, I can tell you now, no. It's not going to (laughs) last. It's not going to last. It's the white pile. Let's be real. I appreciate what he's doing right now, but. He got that flagrant. He might tone it back down again. I don't know. The clock is going (laughs) to strike 12 eventually.
1: And look, I don't mean to be down in the team. We're coming off a bad loss. I'm in a bad mood. Uh, For the week, what did we do? One loss. We lost to the Kings. We blew out the Warriors with no Jay Rich or KP. We beat the Pistons with a THJ career high, no Luca or DFS. We beat the Wizards. That was probably the best game that we had this week. And I say that as that was a one-point win with a Dorian Finney-Smith buzzer beater and Bradley Beal getting a clean look at a three i think he uh kind of rushed it because i don't think he expected Neto to get the ball back and netto shot it to him and you know he had to make a quick decision uh so he, he but he had more time than he thought and he held it too long but either way bradley bill had to miss a shot for us to beat the wizards i'm not gonna say that's a bad game because the wizards have been rolling and i expected them to be a playoff team what russell westbrook went off and luca went off too what, 30 points, 20 assists, 12 rebounds, huge game. Breast, breast, oh my God, Westbrook signed his <laughs> jersey and gave it to Luca after the game because real, recognized real. And, um, you know, we got out of there with the i I'll take it. I'm not going to complain about that. But we lost to the King. We got bookend losses to the Kings. And we needed 42 from THJ to beat the depleted Pistons. 42. Career high 42. No shit. With no Luka, no DFS, I understand. But they were without Jeremy Grant, Plumley, Dennis Smith. Who else? They were missing some other people too. They were missing like four or five players. Like their their entire starting lineup was gone. They had multiple rookies playing. Saban Lee, and Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bey. Isaiah Stewart, Frank Jackson with the with the fro looking luxurious, was giving us buckets. Like,
0: how can you, you know? Go ahead. You know what? I think I think I think we've been on this too long. Um, I don't even think we need to go game by game at this point. Like, I was thinking that. I was was thinking that. There's a general. I I would like to interrupt this podcast for a public service announcement. Uh, since we're live and the Lakers are playing the Raptors at the moment, which heavily impacts uh, the Mavericks seating, the Toronto Raptors are up 114 102 on the Los Angeles Lakers right now with five minutes left, and Kyle Lowry is dragging his nutsack. Uh, 37 points, 11 assists, shooting 12 for 18 and 8 for 12 from three.
1: Pascal with 36 and 12 himself. Freddie Gillespie, assists, two steals. <laughs> Freddie Gillespie, 11 and 7 off the bench in 20 minutes. Does he have blocks? No blocks, what? Not Freddie.
0: All right, anyway. LeBron is having a nice quiet game 19 points, seven rebounds, six assists, but not enough. Kyle Kuzma with 19, but Anthony Davis with only 10 points. Ooh. Drum drumming with 18 and 11. Um no comment. No comment. Shout out to Kenny. <laughs> uh anytime we talk about Drumming on this podcast, I'm shouting out Kenny if it's positive.
1: He definitely is riding that wave the hardest. Uh <laughs> I I personally have, don't care enough. Yeah, to I'm, deal I'm with, over to deal with those people. I'm um over. but 18 and 11 on 60% from the field. I know the field goal percentage is a favorite thing for people to bring up. Um, Anthony int- Davis with 10
0: points. If that was Giannis, man, look. Ugh. four for 12. Ugh. <sighs> if that was Giannis, and he's getting cooked by Siakam, y'all would be on his top. Just saying, but back to Mavericks basketball, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> uh, do, do we still want to do, do week by week? I mean, you were already talk about the Pistons game.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, there's nothing really special that I, I can point out about these games. Uh, we already mentioned losing to the Kings when they lost Barnes in the third quarter in that first game. Um, they closed better than us. We went back and forth. They just they just finished the game. The Warriors we got a blowout win because they 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 pulled the Mavs and didn't come out with any energy. Uh, So we blew them out. Burke had Steph clamped up early in the game. Which was nuts. But couldn't make a layup. That was also nuts. Uh, All the rookies played and scored in that game. That's how big a blowout it was.
0: The Mavs came to play that game. (laughs) Let me say. Let me ask you this. I hate to beat this guy but did that have more with the Mavs showing up or the Warriors not? I'm saying the Warriors not because I, <laughs> that's it, I said I, how it is. This that's team. why I
1: said I hate to be that guy. But. This is how it is with this team, and people look at it as trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be negative. I can only respond to the information and the, the, the activity that is put in front of me. I watched that Warriors game, and I can't feel good about it because none of that stuff was – Besides asshole Luca being engaged early, none of anything else that anybody else did was something I can depend on again. Is Burt going to be clamping up everybody's star? No, not at all. So how am I supposed to look at that game and say, all right, this is who we are now. No, we won the game, fantastic. But what carries over to the next game? Nothing, because we barely beat the Pistons. We needed 42 from THJ to beat the Pistons the next game. We come back, we play the Wizards. Maxi has 17 in the first half. 17 in the first half. DFS, 22 points in that game. With the game winning three. Luka had 31 and 20 assists because people were actually making shots. But what, what from that game do I take away? That we got a big lead and then Westbrook had heart and determination and carried his team back. They were dunking all over us. Daniel Gafford was hanging on the rim. Westbrook was getting whatever shot he wanted. So my takeaway from that game is we survived. Luka is great. People made shots that I can't depend on them making all the time. And you can say, oh, he's shooting 40% this season Okay, 40% is two out of five. And if one game he decides to be 0 for 10 in the playoffs, that's, that's one game that that you're closer to a step towards elimination. I can't, I'm, I'm trying to look at the team and find things that carry over that I can depend on. And right now, all I can depend on is that if we're hot shooting, we can win. And if we're not and we're playing a good team, we're going to lose. Or just pray to Luca or Luca's going to have to score 50 points in some game and carry us. That's it. That's that's what we have. That's 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 the, the the roster in front of us. If a team realizes that we can't defend the paint and just goes to the rim every time, we're done. We're cooked. If they want to get into a shootout with us, we have a chance. That's it.
0: 50 50 chance, literally.
1: And I these playoff teams have better shooters for the most part. <sighs> My mentions are going stupid. Wow. I talk shit about Luca in his text. Um more specifically, a King's account posted a video of Luca launching the ball down the court at the end of the game where he got that second T. Where Mavs fans were all over the timeline talking about how he uh all he did was he got the he got the tech coming out of the huddle. They're ignoring completely the fact that he after the, the made shot by Delon Wright, he got the ball. He asked for the ball. Somebody shot it. He grabbed it and then launched it down to the other end of the court. And that's a tech <laughs> on its own. But then he was like walking toward somebody, looked like the ref, probably said something. And then I think he came out of the timeout and probably said something else. Um, I, I don't know. I, and I saw so I pointed, I said, people are completely ignoring that this occurred. And, th- and that's why I thought he got the T in the first place. You can't just launch the ball. Like you can't slam the ball. And people say, oh, he does it all the time. He does it at the end of quarters. The quarter wasn't over. There was a timeout. And he threw the ball all across the court. That's a tech. So uh, I'm not a homer. I don't feel the need to defend Luka against everything. If he did something wrong, he did something wrong. It is what it is. Take the tech. Move on with your life. Quit whining. Play basketball.
0: words from uncle
1: Bibbs. i i i don't know I, I like i said i don't feel the need to defend everything he does and other people do i try not to get involved usually but this one was that was just egregious
0: like i don't y'all. know i don't know who's whining is more annoying lucas or mavs twitter
1: you know what, Luca's doing it out of the passion of the game. Mavs Twitter is just, I don't know what, they got Luca blinders on or Mavs blinders, (laughs) like if a dude does something wrong, like I I still remember, I'm not going to bring that up actually (laughs) Um, but like, there's people that think that you have to defend your team no matter what, right or wrong people get mad when I was complaining about Luca step backs or missing free throws and stuff like that and it's like, did he miss it? Is it a dumb shot? And maybe it's not anymore, but it was at one point so, yeah, I'm going to call it out. I, I call out the flopping. I, I don't like it when James Harden does it. I don't like it when Luca does it.
0: Did you see the uh, tweet? I can't, I think it was yesterday or today about uh, the guy tweeting about Luca not getting much recognition as a superstar or talked about like a star or something like that. I saw something about, I did see
1: one tweet like that where it was like one day Luca will get media recognition or yeah it's like Man, yeah. what,
0: what? <laughs> like, yo what are you on like where have you been oh my i started to respond to it
1: but i was like you know what it's not even worth it uh because some uh, some of these other luca fans will jump in my mentions and then i'm gonna have a whole nother discussion going on uh it was somebody else that went on like a whole tweet rampage about how he should be getting mvp love and it's like why are y'all worried about that
0: okay you know what Whether he gets MVP love or not, it doesn't matter. Jokic is MVP. Why does it matter if someone gets MVP love? If you know who's winning the MVP award, it's going to be Jokic. There's no one else. (laughs) There is no one else. Everyone else is eliminated from contention. The award is Jokic's to lose. I feel like I said that wrong, but who cares? No, you said it right. Okay. I feel like, you know, Jokic might be like deer. Like, it's just plural anyway. <laughs> but uh, yes, it's just cut it out, bro. Stop trying to give Luca everything. The, if y'all were passionate about this team getting better, as y'all are, about kissing this team's ass, Mavs Twitter will be a much better place. I'm saying.
1: And, and that's all I ask. I'm not asking you to not be optimistic and stuff, be real. Be able to say something negative. Be able to point out, I should say something that. Be able to acknowledge something negative. I always use the analogy of your best friend. If your best friend is messing up and you don't want to tell your best friend they're messing up, then you're not a good friend, in my opinion. Y'all are acquaintances. You have a casual relationship with that person. If you have a casual relationship with the team, by all means, that's fine. But I am fanatical about my team. So when I see flaws, I'm going to point
0: them out. Well, how about we stop considering us pointing things out about our team that are accurate as negative and just say, hey, we're telling the truth. It's an observation. It's an observation. An astute observation. (laughs) I heard that on the boondocks once. Not always astute, but it's an
1: observation nonetheless. And a, a lot of time, I, I joke. I, I I try to be dramatic for effect. It's hyperbole. I, I go over the top. I, I like to have fun because even in the madness, I got to laugh. And so if I say something that you take completely seriously, then it probably sounded harsher than I meant it to. Uh, but at the same time, in every, every joke, is going to contain some truth in it. So... Uh, <laughs> Until this team, and it's not going to happen this year, but until this team puts together a consistent product, then you're, I'm going to be frustrated because I'm just i going into the game with no idea what's going to happen. And so I'm nervous. I'm tense. I'm waiting to see if the shots are going to fall tonight. Waiting to see if Luka's going to be in his Duffy. I'm waiting to see if the other team is going to attack the real because we have no way to p- protect it.
0: We couldn't protect the rim if we had Gandalf at center. Some people are going to get that. I feel like that's a deep dive. It's a deep dive. Some people going to get that. Some people not, but you know. Ooh, LeBron hurt. Why did you say it like that? I think the
1: game almost over, and that's why. Because I was it's, thinking two it, things at once.
0: It's 37 seconds left, but you said, ooh, LeBron hurt. Like That's not a good thing. Oh, okay. It still sure we on the same page. But they said it. So I was, I was
1: thinking many things at once, so it might have sounded differently than it did in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it but, sounded like
0: you was excited. <laughs> no, 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 I'm definitely not excited.
1: It's more like, whoa, like this is interesting news. How can I process that? Somebody said LeBron said after that game, we lost. I'm going home. <laughs> uh oh man. Hey, uh, so three way time. We we back in the five C, baby.
0: Let's go, baby. Five <laughs> <seven>
1: seed. <laughs> we Hello, seven lightness, seed. my old friend. We was uh seven seed for like an hour. <laughs> Just a reminder, the guy said, "Let me humble." You, you know, I could take this away from you at any
0: point, right? Exactly. And
1: and that's my main thing with Mass fans. It's like y'all get a little taste of positive, and you start going over the top. Like people were talking about chasing the four seed and stuff like that. It's
0: like, man, okay, what? Okay, okay, relax. Five oh. seed is the highest we're gonna get.
1: We're the five and we match up well with the Clippers. And if we, when we beat the Clippers, we match up well with the jazz. And Like y'all in the Western conference finals, we may not be the five seed when this dust settles.
0: What yeah. what, what? What? makes y'all think we match up well with the Clippers and jazz? Delusions. Uh, <laughs> <What? I don't... laughs> are you, are, are, do you feel like this is the same Clippers team from let, let me tell y'all something. Mavs Twitter is going to be pissed off if we play the Clippers in the first round and Rajon Rondo destroys us. (laughs) Mavs Twitter will have a field day. Man, look. PG-13 is having an MVP caliber year. You want to talk about somebody who deserves to be in MVP discussions? Paul George deserves to be in MVP discussions. What you trying to get into? Hey, look, you know what? I ain't even. <laughs> hey, man, look, this ain't a Paul George or Clippers podcast. It's a Mavs podcast. I'm just saying, you want to talk about somebody who deserves to be in MVP discussions, that's your guy. 50, 40, 90? Mm. I'm checking right now. Okay. I think Ibaka,
1: is Ibaka back? Not yet. I don't think. But he's going to be back for the playoffs, I think. Yeah, he will. They're talking about him like he's kind of day to day ish. And they got boogie, um, don't sleep. Yep, cousins have been hooping. Man, look, I ain't trying to see no Clippers, man. I'm not yeah. trying to see nobody. Didn't I just talk about the toughness thing? They're going to beat us in the mouth. <laughs> Mike Tyson. <laughs> Everybody has a plan until you get hit in the mouth.
0: That's facts. That's perfect for this. That's perfect. Like, it might literally, we might, cousins might literally punch them in the mouth. <laughs> Yo, Patrick Bavali. No, I think Patrick Bavali. No, well, he from Patrick Chicago ba- Yeah, he'll, he'll, do he'll do it He'll do it He'll do it
1: So I'm not trying to see them People talking about the Jazz Like that fluky game Where we barely won Where Josh Richardson was like Five for five from three And Donovan Mitchell was three for 20
0: And the Jazz just couldn't hit the three-pointers You and know, one that's the best three-point shooting teams in the league
1: Who's the, 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 the power for? Royce O'Neal was 0 for 8 and we won by eight. Like people act like we blew them out in that game. They they had a horrible game and we won by eight.
0: And that's the team y'all want. You know, the funny thing about the Mavs being the fifth seed is the Mavs are the fifth seed, but I don't want the Mavs to see anyone above the fifth seed.
1: <laughs> I'm saying like what, who, none of these teams are a good idea. Like we should not be excited to see any of those teams. Like at all. And, I, and it, it's, it sucks to be in this position because I do feel like I, I let these people influence my mm-hmm. enjoyment of the game because I know that if we beat those teams, I got to see all the, oh, we did it. We got them. Like in the regular season, not in the playoffs. In the regular, playoffs is a whole different book. Like whatever happens, happens. Regular season doesn't matter anymore. But in the regular season, we beat a good team and everybody, oh, we're the best. We're going to the top. We can beat anybody. And then the next game we lose to a bad team and it's excuse after excuse. And it's like, eh, I need y'all to keep the same energy. Like you, all of a sudden you liked everything you saw here but bad things happen. Like can we acknowledge that bad things happen at the very least.
0: So the Wizards game, you wanna talk about that one specifically. Okay. I'm just because this is the only one we really didn't talk about yet. Okay, are we okay with this win? It, what happened?
1: We went we went up big early, and people started talking crazy. I uh, saw somebody say, uh, "This is the team that's the hottest team in the league. They're not done in, the in their last 10. Saw that, and I was like, "They're they're not done." I think I literally said, "They're not going to quit." And five minutes later, they're, yeah, they're not like the Mavs. <laughs> like you see Westbrook bigging up his teammates like telling them you know let's do this let's do that he started looking for his shots which he doesn't always do and even more importantly he was setting up plays for Bradley Beal to get looks which is an evolution of Westbrook Um, his leadership is unquestionable at this point I think Uh, it's been fun to watch his growth I'm glad that I've been able to become a fan since the KD situation uh, of Westbrook and his just his passion for the game like He could be down 30. He's not stopping. Um, And and I think one thing that the analytics era has done is take people away from enjoying a guy like Westbrook because they want to talk about his three-point percentage and stuff like that. And just watch the game, man. Just watch basketball. Watch it. Don't look at the spread. Don't look at the stat sheets. Just watch the game. It's beautiful sometimes.
0: Okay. So. (laughs) Enough of the mask for this week, man. I just. uh, I don't even know what we just did. I don't know what we just did even. That was off. (laughs) That was so off script. Uh, (laughs) That was actually better than. We might have to keep doing that because that was better than just going game by game. Like, just have a discussion about the whole weekend in in general. Uh, You're right. Just to give y'all an update. Uh, Why am I giving y'all updates like this is a live podcast? (laughs) Y'all are going to be watching it. Y'all are going to be listening to this a day after it's recorded where y'all know the results to these games. Anyway. (laughs) The Toronto Raptors beat the Lakers 121 to 114, which means the Mavericks are officially the fifth seed again. So <laughs> it begs the question can the Dallas Mavericks hold on to the fifth seed? And if not, where will they end up? Can we hold on to it?
1: <sighs> yes. Will we hold on to it?
0: <laughs> did you just are you on a villain line I am the okay. the, uh,
1: the situation is is thus the Blazers are finally coming rounding into form I said it a few weeks ago you have to look at wait till the what did I say wait till the last 10 games people were writing their their, their obituary Yes. last week or a week before, wait till the last 10 games. Why? They were just getting Nerk healthy. They were just getting CJ healthy. They had Norman Powell. They had to figure out how their system was going to run with those three in it, and they have figured that out. Nerk looks great. So people talking about the difficulty of their schedule, that's perfect for them because if they run through this schedule, they know they can beat anybody. And they don't have to play all those teams at once. It's one game at a time, baby. One game at a time. So tonight they beat the Nets. Straight up. Oh, no, tonight they beat the Celtics. The other night they beat the Nets. Straight up. So those were two of the games that were allegedly going to be tough for them. They won those. Those are behind them now. They move forward. One game at a time. I don't. I, the difficulty of the schedule doesn't matter if you don't win the games. Our schedule is supposed to be easy. We just lost to the Kings twice.
0: Twice in a week.
1: And so we're going to get into this weekly forecast in a minute. And I got some things, some thoughts that I got to share because uh, I, I don't think people are going to like. But it's the honest truth about this team. Um, so I predicted us that, we, that we'll end up in the sixth seed, I think. And I think the Blazers actually end up being a five, hmm. and that tiebreaker is going to be a factor, most likely. Most likely. Now I picked. I, I, I in my head I envisioned that they would win it straight out, but that was me being a little bit pessimistic. I think I said that they would finish. They would do what they had to do to get. Uh, the save that guy's house, if you know, <laughs> if you know the situation. Um, and I'll share it for those who don't, just in case. A guy said that he needed the Portland Trail Blazers to go what forty-two and thirty to save his house because he put a bet out there, I guess, and he, if they don't go forty-two and thirty, he's going to lose the bet. So to do that they can only lose two more games so i said i think it was was it yesterday five one yeah five i guess the day before yeah may 1st i said portland will go seven and two on their last nine mavs will go six and four they're now only one and the lakers will go four and five and in that scenario portland ends up the five seed mavs end up to six lakers end up to seven um And I do have the schedules if you want to look at those, if you want me to go over it.
0: I did have a Lakers schedule pulled up since I know you were pulling up to the, uh, the Blazers schedule. But if you have all of them pulled up, go right in. Yeah,
1: I got all of them. I think Isaac tweeted a shout-out to Isaac Appelt. See, I put the the emphasis on the app. Remember that? So <clears throat> the Lakers, I said they would go 4-5. They just lost to Toronto. That's 0-1. So now they got to split these last eight. Very possible. They could actually do worse. They play Denver tomorrow. They play the Clippers on Thursday. They play Portland on Friday. They play the Suns on Sunday. Hey, the Knicks that follow on Tuesday. Like those could all easily be losses. Easily. Then they play the Rockets with Porter Jr. might decide to drop another 50-piece. They play the Pacers who just had 150 on the Thunder with Sabonis with a big triple-double. And then they play the Pelicans, who right now, they're still playing like they have a chance to make the play-in. And they very well could, at the end of the season, have a chance to make their play-in with the way the Warriors are looking. So that that Lakers schedule is kind of rough. And they're in the situation the Blazers were in a couple weeks ago, where now LeBron is back. They added AD. Now they got LeBron, AD, and Drummond. And it's not so much that it can't work it's that they're having to figure it out at the toughest point in their schedule and when they're trying to maintain their seating. So they may figure it out by the end of the season, but in in that stretch, they're going to lose some games that they shouldn't lose or that they normally wouldn't lose. And that's what we're going to have to take advantage of. Shall I move to us? Yes. So I think I said, all right. So I said we would go six and four. We're and one right now. We beat Washington. We lost to Sacramento. So now we got to go, according to the prophecy, five and three against Miami, Brooklyn, double Cavaliers, Memphis, New Orleans, who again may have something to play for still at that point this Toronto team that just beat the Lakers without some of their key players, and then Minnesota who just beat the Jazz twice.
0: I see a lot of quote-unquote trap games on that schedule. <laughs> and by trap, you mean we lose to bad
1: teams. And yes, a lot of setups in this, in this, <laughs> down this stretch. Like, I feel better
0: about the Heat game than I do about the Timberwolves game. That's what's crazy, and it should not be that way. That's who this team is. Did we have a close game against the Timberwolves earlier this season?
1: I'm pretty sure we did. I don't even want to look at it. Yeah, don't even. Shall I Let's do the Blazers? Yes. So I said the Blazers will go seven and two. Mm-hmm. They That yeah. first game was the, tonight against the Celtics. They beat them. So now they need to go six and two against <clears throat> Atlanta tomorrow. The Cavaliers. The Lakers, who I just pointed out, are in a midst of a weird stretch. The Spurs, the Rockets, the Jazz, Suns, and Nuggets. And now those three teams, that's, that's the key stretch for them, those last three. But who of those teams might not have anything to play for at that point? Who of those teams might rest somebody because they're ready for the playoffs? Who of those teams might say, I'm not trying to see these Blazers. Let's let them climb up the standings. I would rather play the Mavericks. (laughs) That's
0: disappointing, but understandable. That's how I would feel.
1: That's how I would feel. (laughs) You know what we're going to do. Shoot threes. Blazers are Dame, much
0: more talented.
1: They have Dame cooking right now. Norman Powell adds a new dimension for them. CJ McCollum's gonna CJ McCullum. And now Nurk is hooping again. He's got the floater going. He's finishing at the basket. Mello off the bench. Is CJ not hurt? Did he played tonight. He played tonight? He's been quiet. Hold on, I gotta check. He's been quiet if he has, but he did play tonight. But he's back. He came back from his major injury at the very least. I don't know if they're arresting him from time to time. Let's see. Let's see. Blazers, Celtics, Portland. He played tonight. He had 33 tonight. Oh, that was not quiet. Okay. Yeah, 33-5-5, five and five, actually. 12 for 20. He took the most shots.
0: Shout out CJ. But, yeah, they had a play I would love on the Mavericks, actually.
1: CJ, Dame, and Norm Powell all over 20. Mello with 13 off the bench. Simons the other night went 9 for 9 from 3. He missed the 10th one. And then Covington now is doing his thing defensively. They got Hollis Jefferson who has another defensive dimension. Like They have pieces to play with. So some of those teams might strategically say I
0: would rather play the Mavericks. Let's just say This is not going to be an easy walk to the fifth seed.
1: No, at all. So that's why I pick us to finish six. (laughs) Because even if we tie with the Blazers, we lose
0: that tiebreaker. Yep. Because we couldn't handle business. Right. When we were supposed to. This team is so frustrating sometimes, but I love the Mavericks, man. (laughs) Can't help it. I'm in a toxic relationship with the Mavericks and the Saints. It's ridiculous. Uh, At least my Ravens don't let me down. Like I, I, know,
1: I know what they expect from they them. They don't?
0: I oh. know what they expect from them. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know what? I should know what to expect from the Saints, but I just fool myself every time. <laughs> so, uh, I feel like if there isn't anything you have left to add, we can move on to this quick ad break and then uh wrap this up with the Unsung Heroin Weekly Forecast. What say you, sir?
1: Yeah, let's 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 jump into it. Oh, do you should we oh we don't do we need to do yeah, we still need to do the break,
0: brother. Yeah, I said the ad break, you ain't hear me? No, nah, I was reading my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're gonna go into a quick ad break and we'll be right back with the unsung hero and weekly forecast. Uh we'll be back when Bibs is done reading. <laughs> so, I know you uh you probably got used to hearing Bibs for a while on this ad, but uh I'm going to take over the reins again uh to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor anchor. Uh back in 2020 during the pandemic, I finally took The opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone. And that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. And we back, y'all, uh, after that quick ad break. Sorry, you know, uh, we big money now, but we still got to pay bills. So uh, it's time for another edition of the Mavs Unsung player of the week and we have another uh first-time award recipient this week Mm. this week's Mavs Unsung Hero award goes to and I thought I would never say this goes to Trey Burke ooh very very unsung hero this week uh even stepped into a starting role for a game and contributed contributed where we needed him to uh in the Kings game uh the first Kings game where we lost uh he scored 19 points, 5 assists, two steals and shot 8 of 14 from the field along with 3 for 7 from three point range uh in a losing effort, but he did contribute what he had to. Uh, he didn't start that game. He came off the bench. But, uh, you know, he did his thing. Couldn't come out with the win, but uh, it didn't go unrecognized. Uh, the Golden State Warrior game, he stepped up, as Bibbs mentioned earlier. He clapped up Steph Curry. Steph Curry, Oh, my God. Is he a three students? <laughs> Steph Curry early on in the game and uh, contributed eight points, two assists, and four steals. Uh, shot two for 13 from uh, from the field but you had to bring it up no I did have to bring it up because even though he shot two for 13 from the field he still found other ways to help the team on the court other than scoring and that is big big with your role players and other players on your team that you need to depend on uh, in the Detroit win he scored 15 points shot five for eight from field you know Nothing big, but, again, 15 points that we needed. If we don't get those 15 points from Trey, we probably don't win that game. Uh, Wizards game, the Wizards win. Uh, he only scored seven points, didn't put anything else up on the stat line, uh, shot three for four, but considering we only won the game by one point, if we do not get that from Trey, again, we probably do not win that game. And in the recent Sacramento loss, he did his thing, seven points, you know, pretty much the same stat line as the Wizards game in a losing effort. Could we have used more from him? Yes, but he was asked to step up, and he did so. Seven points, uh, hit a big shot in the fourth quarter. We just couldn't walk away with the W. But shout out to Trey Burke for the Mavs Unsung Hero Award of the Week. And now uh, to close it out, I'm going to kick it to my co-host, Bibbs. For the infamous weekly forecast, Bibs. Thank you, Race. Uh, well, we've got a little bit of a busy week, a little less busy than last week, but still
1: busy because they had to pack a lot of games here on the back end of the schedule. But let's get right into that forecast. Do you feel the heat? <laughs> we got a heat wave coming in. The Miami Heat. Uh, actually, we're traveling to Miami and we're going to face them, and they're going to be very physical. Uh, Luca just got that 15th tech. So high probability that he'll get that 16th of that heat game when they frustrate him and get in his head. Um, then he will be suspended for the nets game, which is the next game. You, you see what I did there? Uh, got to see Kyrie and KD who are going to look to get buckets all over us. Cause they're looking to fight for the one seed in the East. Uh going to be an interesting game. We know the Mavs like to step up against big opponents, but if Luka does fulfill the prophecy and get that 16th tech, it probably won't matter. Uh, Moving forward in the week, things get easier according to some, maybe more difficult for your boy, because we'll be facing Sexland. The Cavaliers, they're coming in for the first game on Friday. We're going to them. For the second game on Sunday, we got to deal with Sexton, we got to deal with Garland, and Jared Allen made dunk on our mothers. Uh, it's going to be an interesting performance, guys. I'm not. I, I we'll probably end up splitting the Cavaliers games just because that's how we do. And um, other than that, it's going to be a very interesting week. Again, you can't predict this team just like you can't predict summer rains in Texas. Uh, and with that, back to you, Reese.
0: Still refuse to call two grown men sex lane.
1: You know, I just did it for the uh, the, the, the piece there. Uh, I, had to, I had to get into character. Mike Bibbs does not like that, but yeah, for, forecast Bibbs
0: is all over. Well, uh feel like there's not much more left we can say that we haven't already said. Um, I'm not looking forward to that next game, I'm going to be honest. Uh, <laughs> depending on what well, plays. Well, if
1: Luca waits till the Nets game to get that that's that tech, then maybe he's out for the Cavs game. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> maybe he
0: doesn't get the tech at all. Who am I He's getting me? the tech. He's getting, he's the, getting tech. the tech. He's getting all of that tech. Anyway, uh, thanks again to all of the listeners, all of the supporters. Uh, We really appreciate it. We would not have been able to get this sponsorship without y'all. Literally, we would not have been able to get it without y'all. So uh, on behalf of myself and Bibbs, we thank you graciously. And we hope y'all continue to support, uh, like you said earlier, first-time listeners. I hope y'all stick around. Uh, This is the part where we plug our stuff. Uh, We have something new to plug. The Mavs Outsider Twitter account, the official Twitter account. This is where uh, all clips and, you know, when we do polls for the episode, this is where things will get posted, so you'll want to look out for that. Uh, the account is going to be active, you know, run just like a regular account. Uh, we do follow back, so make sure you follow it at Mavs Outsiders. That's Outsiders with an S. Uh, Mavs with an S. Uh so yeah, go follow the Maps Outsiders page, uh, so you don't really, you know, miss the link to the episode when it drops. You don't miss polls when they drop. Uh, you don't miss Q and A opportunities when they drop. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Mind of Reese. Follow me on Instagram at Mind of Reese, and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Mind of Reese. Everything, Mind of Reese, baby, everything. Uh, bibs. Uh yeah, follow
1: me on Twitter at Bibbs Corner, of course. Um <clears throat> I haven't been active on the other pods, so I'm not even gonna plug them right now. But just follow me on Twitter at Bibs Corner, uh the website bibscorner com. I should be uh should be running down my twenty twenty awards eventually. I'm, I'm doing a million things right now, so I haven't had the chance to work on the site much lately either, but Appreciate the support as Reese said as well I know usually at the end of these episodes we were going to start doing a rundown of what we've been watching and have a quick conversation about it but things have been kind of tight um, on time I think we're about an hour and a half deep which is too long in my opinion
0: way too so, long so uh, I'm going to send it back to Reese to close it out uh, yeah also subscribe to my podcast the Mind of Reese podcast like I said Mind of Reese everything uh, new episode will be dropping on Monday. We just recorded it last night, no, Friday night. Recorded Friday night. Uh, did a little tribute, you know, to DMX, uh, one of my top three favorite rappers of all time. Uh, I just wanted to do something small. Uh, we ranked all of his albums, uh, talked about it a bit, talked about our favorite songs. Uh, We talked about other things, too, but that's going to be releasing on Monday. Uh, New episodes of the Mind the podcast every single Monday. Uh, And I got a new logo in the works. Ooh-wee. That I'm very excited about. Very excited about. I can't wait to see what it looks like. But, uh, yeah, like Bibb said, uh, as far as the end of the week thing, I mean, not the end of the week, uh, what we've been watching, we're probably not going to do that often because I'm not watching anything different that I was when the last time we did it so I did watch without remorse actually I do need to talk about that I have not watched that yet so that's the
1: new Michael B Jordan movie I did a yeah, review know about it. did a review for Hidden Remote on it spoiler free uh, so check that out HiddenRemote.com um, should be on the home page still I think it's probably the only, only review that was done this weekend but um, eh, 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 it was okay it I mean, we
0: did, we, we did
1: see Mortal Kombat, too. So. That was last week, wasn't it? Did we talk yeah. about it last week? <clears throat> we didn't. No. Really? I don't think so. No, because we had people on. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That I did watch fun. Mortal Kombat as well. Yeah. That was, was fun. The
0: at the very
1: least. It was fun. That's
0: Wait, it, it did come
1: up. It came up on the pod.
0: Yeah, 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 it did. Because Jay was on there, and Jay was uh, a fan of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. um That's it for the Mavs Outsiders podcast. And, uh. We will catch y'all next week.
1: I'm yes, not going to
0: say it. I'm not going to say it. Peace. Outsiders Assemble.